I do bring it up, but I, it is in my mind for a second of being like, I'll just throw this one in there. How could I possibly be caught? But now I, I know mean, there's eyes on me. <laughs> but that's the thing. I mean, no one's going to do anything for stuff like that. I mean, to right. be honest, if we're going to be honest, I've done it myself at other targets, other <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Welcome back to Other People's Lives. I'm Joe Sanagato. I'm Greg Dybeck. For anyone out there that wants to be a guest on our show, don't hesitate to reach out to us. You can reach us at our email, which is oplpodcast at gmail.com. Today, uh, we're speaking to a man who emailed us. Uh, the subject line was, I was an undercover target security agent for 10 years, uh, which... Super interesting to us because I think we love episodes where we get to kind of peel back the curtain on specific jobs, especially jobs that you don't traditionally think about or maybe even know exist. So this is interesting in the sense that it's a loss prevention job, sort of like a undercover agent, secret shopper, um, basically looking like a target customer, but catching people stealing and then I guess, arresting them or taking them into custody um, seems really interesting. And from the notes that he sent over, uh, he was able to stop a lot of people from trying to steal and shoplift. So we're curious to learn more about life uh, on the job as an undercover security agent. So we've got the guests on the line and thanks so much for being on today. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Yeah. So to uh, kick it off, can you just kind of define um, exactly what this role is and what the responsibilities are? Yeah, so uh, within the target loss prevention um, you know, genre, there's a lot of positions actually, and one of them is being an undercover uh, loss prevention specialist. And you know, I just go to work in my plain clothes and try to focus on catch anybody stealing. Um, and this is both uh, internally and externally. So it could also be employees that are stealing as well, not just uh, regular shoppers. So do the employees, like the cashiers and stuff, they don't know who, like that you work for Target as well? No, they, they know. Usually I try to introduce myself to almost everybody so they know who I am. Um, but sometimes I'll have employees... Um, I'll tell them beforehand, hey, come up to me and like pretend like you're helping me out or something like that. Mm. And uh, just to make things look natural um, when, in fact, they know who I am, actually. And I'm actually watching somebody uh, in the distance or something. But they're coming up to me to, to play it off like, oh, um, yeah, let me get a look at these uh, headphones. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So, OK, so it would be an employee would have to be pretty dumb to get caught stealing if they know who you are. So for the most part, you're, you're kind of, you're on the lookout for that, but also really just monitoring uh, all the customers that come in. Yeah. And, and for the most part that the employees don't really think that we're watching them. Yeah. We are like, we're trying to catch little things, even if it's just in conversations, little things that they'll say like, oh yeah, my buddy came in uh, the other day. Okay. Maybe I'll go check that transaction and see mm -hmm. if they gave him a discount that they didn't, weren't supposed to or something like that. Ah, I gotcha, see. gotcha. And uh, so, you know, typically, you know, your day, is it, you know, are you actually on the floor the entire day or is there, you know, a, a part of this job where you're looking at security cameras or getting tips from someone about, hey, watch that person or something like that? Like you have to like tail someone around the store sometimes? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a mixed bag every day. Um, usually I'll just come in, you know, check on certain items that maybe that we're, you know, watching that are, 
um, trending, you know, in the area um, within other stores to see if people have been stealing them or not. Um, and then from there, I'll kind of like, you know, walk around the store, do a couple of laps, um, see if I can find anything, you know, sometimes usually in the morning or late at night, it's kind of dead. Um, but so then I'll just hop onto cameras, see if I can find anything there. And, you know, for the most part, I'm just, it's split probably 50, 50, whether I was on the sales floor, walking around or on cameras. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's, I think it's interesting because it, it almost feels like a fantasy for a lot of people to, to be in that position where you can be undercover kind of observing people and they just have no idea what you're doing. I don't know. I don't know if it's just me that gets that feeling or if like you have that too, Joe, where there's just something about that, like being hidden in plain sight and no one really knows what you're doing, but just being able to observe. I don't know. That's really appealing and interesting to me. Yeah, that was something that kind of, you know, drew me into this position as well. Um, just the fact that, like, you know, I don't have to wear a uniform or, you know, I can just, you know, wake up, put whatever I want, go into the store and um, just and I even shop sometimes. Like even when I was on the floor, I, was, I would literally go shopping while I was, you know, <laughs> watching people like, yeah, I actually want this. Let me just go buy it really quick or something like that. You know, it's, um, but but yeah, it's it was very interesting because not a single day was the same, like. Every person that you caught stealing, um, they were always different in, you know, the ways that they tried to conceal something or steal. Um, you know, every person was different. So you kind of had to react in, you know, every single way to to do everything correctly. And is there like certain sections that, uh, you know, this typically happens to where people are stealing these items? It's got to be electronics. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, obviously the big one is the electronics department of the store. And I mean, just because you can get kind of medium to small size items that are worth a lot of money um, and you can just easily put it in your pocket like a camera SD card or some, you know, a small pair of headphones or something. Um, those are things that are very popular. Um, the other thing is like makeup, cosmetics, makeup. That's also stuff that is super small and quite expensive. I mean, you have like little lipsticks that might be like 15, 20 bucks each, you know, you grab a handful of those, that's a hundred, couple hundred bucks right there in your hand mm. and it goes right into a bag. Um, but yeah, believe it or not, the majority of the shoplifters that I caught were females too. Oh, wow. That's interesting. And, uh, I, I was going to ask that actually. And I think that's, what's so interesting about this too, is your job on one side, which you get to you know, kind of be in the shadows watching and finding these people. But then it's the psychology of a shoplifter or the person who is going to go out of their way, or maybe this is how they make money by stealing items and selling them. And I'm so curious some of the, about some of the things that you've seen and witnessed and observed with um, just like people's methods of doing this without getting caught and like how advanced that may be, or maybe how terrible some of the people were at it, but anything kind of super memorable that sticks out of, um, you know, certain people and sort of methods that they had for stealing. Yeah, no, for sure. That that's also another thing that like literally anybody walking into the store, you could watch all the way through and think they could steal because you had, there's no one way to think like, Hey, this person looks like they're going to steal. Um, you know, they could just be wearing normal clothes. Like I had somebody who, um, I think she stole like an iPhone case for like 40 bucks or something. 
And we, we, we stopped him for that just because it was something so simple. He like literally put it on his phone and, you know, tried to walk out of the store mm. and we stopped him and everything. And we brought him back inside and he was compliant. And this man like showed us like in his bank account that he had like over $60,000 in cash, like in his bank account. And it's like, he's stealing a $40 iPhone case. You know, that, those are things that it's like, it could be something like that or people who are just homeless trying to get by. Maybe they're just stealing some food, some water, um, you know, anything like some clothes just to like, you know, get by. And, but then there's some other people who are, you know, this is their job. Um, and those, those are what we call boosters. And these are people who come in looking to steal and looking to steal items that are going to sell uh, and they can make a profit on. So, um, and th these are usually people who are, since it is their job, they don't want to get caught. And those are the ones are the people that put up a fight. They want to get away and we're allowed to go. I mean, at the time, this was a few years ago. Um, we were allowed to go hands-on, you know, get aggressive with them, you know, in, within certain rules and stuff, you know, like if they, you know, brandished any sort of weapon, like, you know, or even said that they had a weapon, we would have to let them go immediately, like totally disengage from the situation. Um, and, you know, but those are the ones that were kind of, I wouldn't say scary, because I mean, at first to me, they were scary when I first started, because like, oh, crap, like these guys are like, you know, these are hardcore shoplifters, you know. But eventually I got to understand that, like, most of those ones are in their minds. They're kind of like the same as in, like, I know they're going to fight. They're going to try to run away. They're going to come up with the same story. Oh, I was stealing this because my, my cousin asked me to steal it or something like that. You mm -hmm. know, they'll make up some some bullshit story like that. But, um, but yeah, th those ones, there's there's so many. Because, I mean, again, I, I had arrested over, like, over 500 people in my career at that point. Um, wow. So, I mean... It's it's hard to like pinpoint a few, but, um, but yeah, that's a lot of people. Yeah. Is there any sort of like, you know, I guess technicalities here. Like, do you have to wait for them to exit to st the store in order to like go after them? Because is there like, I don't know the, the rules or the laws or whatever, but if I, you know, have like a DVD and I put it in my bag and I'm still walking around the store I, how can I get in trouble and not say something like, oh, I was just carrying it. I was going to pay for it later. Yeah, definitely. Um, and each, each store has their own policies and each state down to even the city that you, the store is located in has their own laws as well. Um, but in the stores that I worked at, they were the same where, and it's, it's very similar into a majority of the states. There's only a few that are kind of weird like that, but yes, you had, so in target, we had five steps that we had to follow. Um, I'll just go off of them because they were, um, certain, you know, if we missed one of these steps, we could not stop them. We can maybe approach them and kind of like, you know, say, Hey, um, do you need help with something or Hey, what do you got there? And they could like leave it behind inside the store and just leave and stop them, you know, at least recover the, the merchandise. But, um, yeah, there's like five steps that we do have to follow, um, in order to, to do that. And, um. I mean, if you want, I can go through one by one, but I mean. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to know if you want to just run through them quickly. The first step would be, um, it's called initiation of observation. So you need to see the subject either enter the store or enter an area of the store, like without anything in their, in their hand. The second step would be selection. So you have to see them select the exact item that they're trying to steal. Um, the third step would be concealment. 
And this is when they could conceal it in their pocket, in their pants, in their backpack, in their bra, in their purse, in their mouth, uh, in their shoes, in their socks. They can conceal it anywhere. Sometimes they don't need to conceal it, but um, that's kind of the extra step. Um, the fourth would be continuous observation. So after they conceal or after they select that item, you cannot lose visual of that person for the entire time. As in, because they could go around a corner, take it out of their pocket, leave it somewhere, and you would think that they might still have it, but since you lost that visual, they left the item behind. Mm. And the fifth and last step is passing all points of sale, which is the, you know, the cashiers, cash mm. registers, and exiting the store. Um, and that's where we would stop them. So, and most targets have like those double doors, you know, like there's mm -hmm. one set of doors and you kind of walk through a little, right. and then there's the actual exit that goes outside. So we would kind of stop them in that little area just to confine any sort of, like if anything was going to happen, it would be there. Okay. Also, I know that they have those sort of detectors sometimes. It almost looks like metal detectors, I guess, if it's for items that have certain tags on them. But are those bullshit or are those real? I've always wondered. They are real. Um, I mean, it's just when you, when let's say you purchase an item that has, um, it's, not, it's not all the items in the store have like the little tag, the electronic right, tag okay. that's off those alarms. Um, so when you pass it over the, like when the cashier passes it over the scanner to, to purchase it, it deactivates that. So when you, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, you know, it's kind of a, an ancient technology, to be honest. Um, and certain things will set it off. Some people's credit cards, some people's keys, like those will, you know, occasionally set it off as well. Mm -hmm. And even when they do go off, like there's not much we can do about it. Yeah, I've had that happen to me. And I'm like, well, I'm just going to keep walking because I didn't steal anything. Yeah, I mean, most people would be like, oh, like, oh, I, you know, you can check my bag, you know, check my receipt. But like, if you just keep walking, nothing's going to happen. Like literally, like if anything, we'll look into it. But like that takes up time for us to like, okay, we got to review video where you came into the store, mm. what you selected, if you paid for it. Like it's a huge process just for like, maybe you didn't even do anything. It's a waste of our time. So when, when someone, you know, is, is there also a dollar amount that would result in like the full extent of whatever the punishment is? Or is it like if someone tried to, like you were saying, like a homeless person tried to steal a, a water bottle or something like do you just like ever just take it and be like get the fuck out of here and just put it back on the shelf or something <laughs> yeah for the most part like and that, and that's also dependent on like your store managers or your district managers like if they want to set a bar of like i don't know, like in my area it was 50 bucks anything mm -hmm. over 50 bucks just take it um hmm. if it was under whatever and it depends to the state of you know what determines a misdemeanor or a felony. So like, for example, in California, you have, I mean, they passed laws years ago about this where it's a misdemeanor up until $950 and then over $950, it's a felony. So a lot of the times in California, they wouldn't do anything under $950. You know, they might stop you, you know, but they wouldn't like call the police or anything. They would just kind of let you go, but, hey, don't come back here. Dude, you could get a TV for less than that. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I might hit Target after this call. <laughs> yeah. But for real, no, I've, I've actually, I have arrested people for stealing a packet of M&Ms. So okay. So, so why, why, why though? Because this is a person maybe before we had some reports on them that, and video evidence that they stole something for like 
over three, four, five hundred dollars, and we save the video for that. Oh, like Next repeat. Next time they come in, okay, we're taking them for anything. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. so you have like a, a list of people that you look out for as well, like targets, like most wanted. Yeah, exactly. And even within like the like the district, like I said before, like a district is usually like eight to ten stores within an area. Like right. they pass around, you know, pictures to those stores back. Like, hey, you know, watch out for this guy. And even within the store, we'll print out pictures and like show them to all the employees. Like, hey, if you see this guy, call us right away. Right, right. So I'm curious now, like that that's super interesting with the the kind of step. So in the cases where you all five steps kind of check the boxes, you see what is clearly happening. And it's a type of person that ends up fleeing. And I'm just curious what um, what happens then and what's going through your mind. And I ask that because I don't know if we'll be able to play these videos on our YouTube channel. We'll kind of find that out in editing after. But you sent over some, some videos on YouTube that you had that have a ton of views because I think people love seeing people get caught for doing bad things. But these, I guess, are video recordings of you in instances where someone tried to flee and you kind of chase them down and you arrested them. And these are like intense videos of you like sprinting out of target, like really like getting someone on the ground or people fighting you. Like clearly this does get intense in a lot of cases. Um, so can you just kind of walk us through those types of scenarios? Yeah. So, I mean, again, we like to be prepared and it's usually never just myself, um, when I'm working. So I usually have like a team of uniform security guards who are going to be, you know, as backup for me. Um, and most of the time I'll have one of, and you'll, you'll see in the videos too, like one of them might be waiting outside beforehand mm -hmm. or I might be outside beforehand. Um, just so we can kind of, in a sense, sandwich them when they exit. Like, you know, there's no way to go front. Like if they want to turn around, one of us is there. Um, but we have, again, certain policies that we had to comply by, you know, we can't throw punches or like be kicking people or you know, take them to the ground on purpose or put them in a chokehold. Like that's stuff we cannot do at all. Um, but, you know, we try to at least just grab a hold of them. That's all we want to do is control them, at least grab their arms. Um, but in any sense that it does get physical and they do get aggressive, like we are forced to put them in handcuffs. You know, we can't just walk them back like, hey, oh, I gave up. No, we still got to put you in handcuffs to bring you back inside. Um, because we've had people, we've brought them inside before and maybe they've complied, but once they get inside our, our um, office, our holding cell, they try to escape. They try to just run away because they're not handcuffed. And that, that does happen. Um, but yeah, for the most part, we just try to keep it within a certain, you know, guidelines. So we're not trying to, you know, get injured. At the end of the day, none of us are trying to get hurt. We're not trying to hurt them. They weren't trying to hurt us. They're just trying to get away. You know, at, you know, they, they were never trying to punch us or like, you know, throw hands at us. All they wanted to do was just run and escape. Right. Has, so, yeah. And how far can you chase them? Yeah, that, that depends on the store as well, how like the layout is. But like in a regular Target, um, like with like a parking lot and everything, um, you would have up until the edge of the sidewalk. So like if you were to hit the asphalt of the parking lot, you would have to disengage and let them go. Um, I just watched a video while you were talking about that in one of these clips and it was your, I don't know if it was you or another agent, but literally right where you said at the edge of the asphalt and 
I, if it was you, you had this guy, but then he like took his t-shirt off and escaped and you didn't pursue him after cause he was like already in the parking lot. I guess that's an example of that. Yeah. And it's, it comes down to liability, you know, like imagine you get out there and a car comes by and it runs over the guy who's running away and he dies because of injuries. Like whose fault is that? You know, like, and you're out there struggling, fighting him in the middle of the parking lot. Like it's going to cause a scene. We try not to have that happen, but, um, you know, if it does, it does. I mean, that's the thing. Not, not one like arrest is ever the same. How often does this sort of thing happen where people are, you know, shoplifting or that you have to kind of, I guess what my question, an easier way to kind of phrase it is like in a week's time, how many times do you usually have to stop somebody for shoplifting? Um, again, it depends on the store. I worked at like five different stores in two different States. Um, and these are store. I mean, I had one store where like we would get maybe five arrests a month, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was another store in a major metropolitan area. Um, we would get maybe three a day. So, wow. and that that's an average too. Sometimes like the most wow. I ever got in a day was six. It's a lot. And that's just what you saw. Yeah, and these are usually groups, like maybe like group of like three kids who are all taking something, or you know, and you can just catch them all at the same time. Huh. Right. And, you, and what about Black Friday? Is that like oh. just the Super Bowl of stealing or something? It is. I mean, because I mean, you got to think about all the TVs and all the the PS, the Playstations, and the Xboxes and whatever. All the expensive stuff is just out, and you know it's not locked up, so anybody can just grab it. But it's tough, like especially that day, because like there's so many customers in the store. Like it's, it's hard to just watch like one person grab something. Cause I mean, everybody's buying stuff at that time, mm-hmm. but you know, it, it's tough to, you know, especially if you're the only one working, like you got to follow one person in the midst of hundreds, if not thousands of people inside the store. It's crazy. Yeah. It's like sensory overload. Um, I'm, I'm curious though, you know, in, in any of these cases, do you, or have you ever kind of uh feared for your safety or have you has it ever escalated to the point that you have gotten a weapon pulled on you or anything um i have never had a weapon pulled on me i found out after the fact um that somebody did have like a pistol or like a like a knife like after we arrested them um i've had i got into a scuffle once and i just like broke my ring finger one time um but usually I'm never fearful because at the end of the day, if I feel like I'm going to get hurt or if this guy's going to try to hurt me, I'm just going to let him go. Like they can deal with it, whatever. It's not worth my life over what they're stealing. Yeah. Right. I was going to ask that because, uh, you know, although target has TVs and stuff, I mean, I don't, stealing a TV is probably pretty tough, but like, you know, the electronics and stuff, there's nothing really in a target that is that, expensive and most of the stuff is pretty affordable so if people are stealing like you know a beanie a t-shirt and a candle or something if it even got remotely sort of violent i'd be like dude all right fuck this like (laughs) for fucking 36 dollars, i'm not you know going this hard but um yeah so that was kind of answering one of one of my questions too like is there ever a time where you're just kind of like all right i'm done not doing that uh because you know, not doing that. But you also said it's part of your sort of training that if anyone brandishes a weapon or says that they have a weapon, you're like, all right, see you. 
Yeah, exactly. And is that sort of filed also and sent to police? Like if you're like, here's the security footage, this person said they had a weapon they stole from our store, or is it kind of like, all right, you got it? Oh, yeah. Anytime. I mean, we're going to call police on, on anything that happens, like physically, especially if they get away um, with or without us having to, uh, you know, try to stop them. Like we could see everything by cameras and just see them walk out the door pushing a TV, for example, mm. but we couldn't get to it in time. And they're already in their car. Okay, we'll call the police right there. You know, we'll get the license plate of the car. They're driving away. I've had that happen. You know, that somebody will get arrested like just down the street or a couple blocks away, and they have the merchandise. They'll you know pick me up. So I you know they'll I'll drive over to the subject where they are, and they'll like say, hey, is that him? Yeah, that's him. So those kind of situations. It's not every every time we just stop somebody and bring them back in. This is where we call the cops. Like there's you know. Even like credit card fraud and stuff like that, you know, we're we're calling the cops on that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm curious, like for you personally, I think, um, you know, this is a job that you are sort of on the lookout for people doing something wrong. You're you're looking for like the worst in someone, uh, and I think we've had similar conversations. Like I know, you know, not that it's exactly the same, but we've spoken to. Uh, like a woman who filtered through on, you know, a social media platform to like kind of flag the terrible videos, or we've talked to a 911 dispatcher. And, you know, I do think this does fall in the category of you are just kind of spending your days like, okay, like let's find these people that are doing something wrong. And how do you kind of, how does that affect you in your daily life outside of work when it comes to like trusting people, judging people, profiling certain people? Like, how are you kind of able to separate that or does it spill over into your everyday life? No, I wouldn't say maybe into everyday life, but it does spill over into when I go shopping myself. You know, when I go to stores, especially like I go shopping at Targets and and I see myself occasionally trying to watch people, even though I don't work for that store, mm-hmm. like, well, that, and I've seen people stealing when I'm not even working at that store before. I can't do anything about it because I'm not on the clock. But it happens where I'll, I'll be just casually watching somebody. And I don't know. My wife will be like, Who, what are you staring at? And I'm like, oh. And, was, and I'll show Someone. her like how to, how to do it. Like, oh, you peek behind here. You can look through these little holes in the walls. And you can see through. And look, this person is putting stuff into their bag. <laughs> I'll, I'll see that occasionally. Yeah, That's funny. Okay. But there's no case of like, even when you're on the job, is it like hard to not, um, like profile people as they walk into the store, like certain types of people, or is it just such a variety throughout your experience of people that shoplift, um, where it's just, you're just kind of observing everyone the same. Yeah. Once at the end of the day, you just kind of grew into, it literally could be anybody. I mean, especially women who walk in with big purses that look completely flat and empty like you know but they could be it could be a louis purse or something you know but it's like hey they could still steal you know that's mm-hmm. what you have to look at right so is it usually those people that kind of like set off your internal alarm like uh they have a big sort of empty bag with them like what are they doing with that yeah so those i mean those are the kind of people i would call opportunists because they're they they maybe not they didn't plan on stealing that day when they came in but they saw an opportunity and they're like, why do I have to pay for this when I can just drop it in my purse and just try to walk out of the store with mm. it? You know, I'm not going to lie to you. I think about that every time I go to Target. 
because and it's not because I carry around a bag or anything, but the self checkout, I'm like, I'm buying all this stuff and this mug is like four dollars or what could possibly happen? I ring it up. I do ring it up, but I, it is in my mind for a second of being like, I'll just throw this one in there. How could I possibly be caught? But now I, I know mean, there's eyes on me. <laughs> but that's the thing. I mean, no one's going to do anything for stuff like that. I mean, to right. be honest, if we're going to be honest, I've done it myself at other targets, other <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Because oh I know, my. I know, I know the tricks of the trade, so I know almost yeah. how to get away with it. Ooh, taking advantage of the system that but you there's got to be a buffer zone of like what is acceptable and what is not. Um, well, yeah, I'm not taking TVs or anything like yeah, that. I'm yeah. not walking out of the store with that. <laughs> I feel could like you everyone... if you wanted to. What? Like you that again? I said, could you if you wanted to? I feel like you know how. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I even know like tricks of like if I wanted to file, if I wanted to sue Target in terms of like wrongful detention, like I know how to do that as well. Whoa. Oh, okay. yeah. I imagine that's a pretty sticky thing if you're not following the rules completely, but you are very aware of the rules. Uh, you know, you could do that sort of thing. But that is interesting to think about um, how like that's kind of how some people get like profiled out of the store of being like, they're an opportunist. Maybe they're not thinking about stealing or actively thinking about it, but they have an opportunity because they do have a big bag and maybe they're thinking like, ah, this is not a big deal. I could just throw this in here and no one will know. Uh, that's interesting. I never really even thought about that. You're already thinking about them stealing before they're thinking about stealing. Yeah, yeah. Now this is just like yeah. wild <laughs> level of security. Oh yeah. And even like stuff like, I don't know, they put it at the, the on the bottom part of a shopping cart, you know, and they're like, oh, I forgot to scan mm -hmm. that. But, you know, they, they that's something that is could completely be done by mistake and accidentally, you know. But yeah, I've I done got, that numerous times, numerous times yeah. I've done that where I'm like, oh, shit, I didn't pay for this. Like I had it in my hand yeah. and then I'm in the, my car and I'm like, well, I'm a, I already got away with it. So <laughs> exactly. <out. laughs> you don't need to go back. Yeah. yeah, since we're all being honest about like our uh, desires and intentions to <laughs> steal. No, I just, that would probably be my approach. I would convince myself, like, tell yourself you forgot this, leave it in the cart, see if you get away with it. But you're like, you'll be able to talk your way out of it if you get out. Like, if, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you get caught with it. Well, yeah. I, I was going to say that too, because there has to be something where, well, that I guess that's why I asked about, you know, a dollar amount or just kind of like, do they have to be like outside already? Because at that point, or if so, what if someone said that to you where it's like, it looks like they stole it, but they're really just like, Oh shit, I'm sorry. I, for, I totally was going to pay for this. I forgot. I put it over here or whatever it is. Like, is there anything you can really say to at that point where you could be like, no, you're stealing. And that's what it is because it is one of those things where it's like, there has to be clear intent. So is there a lot of sort of like, yeah, just go pay for that and that's that? Like if someone agrees to like, yeah, I'll just go pay for it, are they in trouble still? No, yeah. So, I mean, that's why we try to utilize our resources in terms of like, so again, we have the uniform security officers who are usually, there's one at the exit who's doing receipt checking, you know, like how you see in a Costco mm -hmm. or Walmart even too. Um, so if they see something that's, hey, that's not on the receipt, um, they're like the last line of defense. So they can, they're not going to accuse him like, oh, dude, what the heck? You trying to take this? No. They're going to tell him like, oh, did you want to purchase it? You know, I'll take you over. They'll walk them over to a, a cashier and they'll either pay for it or they'll leave it behind. And who knows if they try to steal it or not. We'll never know. But the merchandise was recovered and it got back into the store. Or, you know, there's cases at like the self-checkout registers where, you know, we're in constant contact 
with the um, the self checkout cashier who kind of oversees the all mm-hmm. the self checkout mm-hmm. registers, and we'll tell them like, hey, that person didn't scan that one item. Could you go over there and just like monitor them and see if they're scanning the rest of them? And then if anything, we'll receipt check them when they leave. Um, so the that, receipt that, check that thing. I feel like I'm leaning towards that's just bullshit because there's times where I go to like Costco or something and you have just like a giant (laughs) like uh, cart full of shit and the guy just like takes a look and like I feel like they check if they're like there's like the first three things are in there then I'm like all right cool get the fuck out of here but there's how could you check everything in the cart? Well, the, the reason for the receipt check, um, first of all, it is it is bullshit if it's not Costco. Costco and Sam's Club because you sign, you're a member with them, you sign a contract with them stating that you agree to receipt checks. So those are the only two stores uh. that can legally receipt check. If it's like a Walmart or Target and you keep walking, nothing's going to happen to you. Uh. So, but the, the other... It's just like a decoy. It's just like a 90-year-old guy with a marker. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and they, they mark the receipt like with a highlighter so that you don't come back in the store and try to use grab the same items that you purchased and try to just walk out with them with the same uh, receipt. They'll be like, oh, let me see your receipt, and it shows a highlighter on it. Oh, you already bought these items. Like, what are you doing? Okay. Got it. That makes sense, actually. I don't know why this stuff is so interesting to me. Like, invis- yeah. invisible systems, like, even though these are little mundane things, there's something about when there's this whole process and system that you're not aware of that's operating like through just where everyone else is going about their daily life. It's really cool. Yeah. That makes it, it makes a lot of sense now that I think about it because like, I, I remember just walking in Costco and just being like, how the, how is this guy, you know, like, wait, hold on. Is that bread? And you're like, dude, well, how are you spotting this in my giant like cart full of stuff? And you look through the entire list. Like there's no way, but for the most part, they like check it out a little bit and then they just kind of, honestly, I yeah. think if, uh, maybe maybe they just check like the bottom make sure you're not like stealing cases of water or yeah, something prob- i don't know they're probably checking for any like high ticket items yeah. you know if you have like a dyson vacuum in there they're gonna make sure they want to see that but yeah like toilet paper they don't care you know yeah right um okay yeah that's interesting and i guess from a, a corporate perspective with target um you guys are it seems like stop like actually preventing a lot of loss. Do you know, like even in your case or stores you've been in, like how much in like, I guess, ticket items you've kind of stopped from getting stolen? Yeah. I mean, I obviously I'm not going to remember the exact number, but um, it was close to a million dollars for sure. Wow. So man, people are out there stealing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. huge, and and that's just on items that are that we recovered. I mean, there's stores that is called um, shortage, which is like you know the loss due to theft, both internally and externally, and it's something like you know anywhere from five to ten million dollars a year that they lose <sighs> on average. Mm. Does wow. it like eat away at you at night, like the ones that you didn't catch? <laughs> I mean, sometimes it used to get to me for sure, but. I just realized, hey, they're going to come back. I'll get them next time. Like, I, I know they're going to come back because they hmm. got away with it. Do you back. have any, like, white whales where you're like, <laughs> like, yo, this motherfucker has stole so much shit. Like, I'm going to get him. Well, I had this, this one guy. I mean, he was my great white buffalo. And he would always come in and take one of those prepaid cell phones, like a cricket wire, whatever. Like, right. it was maybe around 100 to $200, anywhere from there. 
And he'd always come in, and he'd be in and out of the store within, like, 60 seconds. So if you missed him coming in, he's already walking out the door, pretty much. Like, you would miss him. But I try, and in the videos, too, you see the same guy. I tried to catch maybe, like, four or five times. And I, at one point, too, I even had, like, a police officer try to assist, and he didn't do anything. And I remember oh, this man. one time in that exact case where I had to let him go because he eventually got, like, I ripped his shirt off, and he ran away. Um he went to the parking lot and the police officer came out, even though I told the police officer to wait outside for some reason, he wanted to wait inside. Um, so the police officer ran out and got in his car and tried to drive around because he, he was somewhere close by. This guy didn't have a car. So he had to have been somewhere like on foot in the nearby parking lot, maybe next door, whatever. And we were waiting for the police. Like after that, like five cop cars showed up and we're also like, you know, kind of patrolling the area to see if they could find him. Cause we had like, you know, probably 10 cases on this guy reports of him stealing. So they added up and eventually I'm like, dude, the cops are not finding this guy. I'm just going to go see if maybe he like, you know, dropped the phone. He was running through the parking lot, whatever. When I'm walking through the parking lot, I hear like these little rustles in, in some bushes and I kind of like peek through the bushes and this is the guy. He was literally hiding in the bushes, like maybe just a few feet from the store, like from where he ran away, he just dove into some bushes and he just got up and just took off again. And the cops arrested him like just down the street. But it was like, what are the odds? He was like literally right there. And he dove into some like thorny bushes to chill and it didn't work. But he did get him. Okay, that's good. Nice. I was going to say, if you didn't, we'd. I, I hope you get this guy. But that's uh, that's got to be frustrating. But that that's funny. If uh, I'm curious if Target ever, I don't know if you still work there, but if they ever fired you, would you just become like the biggest shoplifter in the history of Target? <laughs> I just never. Well, get I don't caught. work for them anymore. No, oh, okay. I, I got laid off before, like like a month oh. before the pandemic started. Um, so yeah, I don't work for them anymore. But um, but yeah, I'm kind of in that that F Target realm of. Uh, <laughs> oh, all right. You don't have to answer if you go there on a weekly basis and steal from them. But listen, if you're putting together a team, yeah, <laughs> we uh, we're open. <laughs> I don't know about that, but we'll uh, we'll make the movie about it. Ocean's that's, Eleven, that's a good story. I'm a big fan of that. So, <laughs> right. Well, awesome, man. We appreciate you coming on and talking to us and uh, shedding some light on us. Uh, like Greg was saying earlier, I think it's really cool to kind of get like the the backstory about these things that we don't really think about, I guess, as civilians. Um, but yeah, thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate you. Yeah, thank you guys. All right, have a good one and uh, good luck with everything. All right. And uh, if you want to send a few TVs over, you know where to find us. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Have a good one. See ya. Before we get to our final thoughts, we do have some sponsors for today. The first one being BetterHelp, which is online counseling. And also they make it very easy uh, for you to take control of your mental health because when you decide that you want to talk to a therapist, you can start doing so in just under 48 hours. Uh, so yeah, two days and you'll start talking to uh, you know, your therapist and you can find the right one. They make it very easy to jump from you know, therapist to therapist. You have to find, find the right fit for you. It's also customized, uh, so you can do video chat or just talk on the phone if you don't want to be staring at someone, um, or texting, I believe, as well. Um, so yeah, take control of your mental health with, with BetterHelp. I've been in therapy for two years now, I think, and I think that everyone should be doing it. I just think it's like super important. Even if you don't feel like the immediate need for it, it's always good just to do it. Um, yeah, uh, it's also super affordable. 
uh, way more affordable than in-person therapy. Um, and on top of that, you will save 10% off your first month if you go to betterhelp.com slash OPL. That is betterhelp.com slash OPL for 10% off of your first month. So definitely go check that out if that's something you're interested in. Um, and our final sponsor for today is actually not a sponsor technically, but it's uh, Mean Greg's new project, which is the Everything Bagel Hot Sauce that is now uh, available for purchase. Uh, it's the world's first everything bagel flavored hot sauce. It is amazing. It's not too hot, but it's definitely hot enough to give you a little kick with the food. And it's good on pretty much everything. I've had it on everything. Um, yeah, definitely go check it out. Uh, you can go to heatonist.com, spelled H-E-A-T-O-N-I-S-T. Uh, in the top right corner is a search bar. Type in everything bagel and you'll see it right there. And it's available for purchase. We would love for you guys to try it and let us know what you think. Uh, we're super proud of it, but yeah. Head over to heatness.com, go try the hot sauce, and uh, go follow us on Instagram as well at Secret Handshake Foods. Well, offer still stands if he uh, wants to put together an Ocean's Eleven style team and we take down Big Target. That's the thing, yeah. We, I may be in. We're the little guys, we could take down the man, the big man. It's free, free cups. Uh, I actually, and this is funny because I accidentally stole a mug like recently, like within five months. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it was an actual eating away at you or you're happy about it? No, no, no. Yeah, dude. Every time I steal, it's exhilarating. Come on. No, but I didn't purposefully steal this time. Um, I tried to another time because I was back at Target uh, and I was like, I was like, I'll just fucking put this in here. I didn't even want to buy it. The person I was with wanted to buy it. And I was like, I don't. And then I was like, I'm just going to fucking put this in the bag. And like, no. So I was like, damn, mm. ruin, ruin, ruin my exhilaration. Mm -hmm. And when I was younger, I used to steal candy a bunch. I'm not going to mm. lie. And you get yeah. addicted to it. I didn't even want the candy, bro. I've stolen like 20 packs of gum, like at one time. Like, <laughs> yeah. why? No, I know. It's uh, adrenaline. It's more addicting than sugar, I guess. Yeah. Until you get, uh, you know, the long dick of the law, then you stop. Yeah, you don't want that. That's the thing. It's it's hard to know when to stop. Not that I steal. I don't know. Now, yeah. this just really seems like we steal, but... Uh, I know. <laughs> I haven't stole anything in years. No, no, no. But it, it is interesting. I think it's interesting. It's, it, we're like, we nerd out about this weird, like, <laughs> these weird job episodes. I also think it's just, like, interesting to get, like you know, what is, what is going on? I mean, there's a fucking plainclothes officer basically like with handcuffs, like ready to take you down. Yeah. Unless you hit the parking lot or say you have a weapon, hit that asphalt, <laughs> pay for your shit and run for the hills. Yeah, That's pretty it. much. That's did true. you watch any of these videos that he sent? I did. I saw a couple of them. They're super entertaining. Some people just book it, but he, he did catch a lot of people. I would be scared to chase people, man. I, like, I'm afraid of people, to be honest with you. Like, I never really know how people are going to react. Like, you know, yeah. you chase after someone and they just pull a gun and shoot at you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, you're putting a lot on the line for, like, Target. Like, yeah, I know he's not, like, like, a police officer and stuff, but, like, you know, it's, like, protect and serve the community, put your life on the line, or, like, Target. But yeah, it's like you want to protect your neighbors and like, you know, like an old woman gets her bag <laughs> stolen or something like, yeah, of course. But like, I mean, you're stealing shirts from a billion dollar corporation. Yeah. But it's hard look, to feel bad. But it's a job and it's an interesting job and of you got to make a course. living. I'm just saying it's probably fun. It's probably fun. Some aspects of it. I think you got to be a little nuts to be stealing. You know what I mean? As an adult. Oh, to be stealing. Yeah. 
Yeah, to be stealing, you got to be a little nuts as an adult. Like, children, I get it. Like, they're little fucking idiots like I was, and we're just kind of like, what they need is to get caught. Not letting children. you around my kid, but, uh, yeah. I'm just saying. When no, you're a totally, little, totally. little idiot experimental kid, you're like, oh, this is cool, we get away with this, and then you get fucking yelled at, and you're like, I'm never doing that again. Yeah. Um, but as an adult, like, you have to be kind of psychotic to also, like, habitually steal, like, is, yeah, you know. So I'd be afraid to chase these people down. That was the point I was getting at. So this guy's uh, part of his job is being brave. Yes. But it is interesting to, to, to know that this is all going on inside these stores. And it probably happens in all of these stores now that you think about it. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'm sure all the time. And it's cool. I, I like it because next time, well, definitely next time I walk into a Target or any sort of retail chain like that, one, I'm going to be looking for the people that are looking at me. Yeah. And two, I'm like basically going to spend my time being an undercover agent. Like I'm probably not going to leave there until I see someone stealing. I'm going to bring a big bag with me and see what happens. See if you get trailed. Yeah. I want some trails. Nice. No, I'm going to, one of my favorite things. Trail people. Oh no. I'm yeah, no, I want to, I want to be on the side of crime, but I'm not going to steal anything. I just want to like fuck with them. You've made it very clear this episode that you want to be on the side of crime, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) No, but one time I went to Bob's discount furniture and those salesmen, they, they follow you mm. everywhere mm-hmm. because they want to get the sale. Yeah. So I spend most of my time fucking dodging these people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've like been with Keith stores and, or... Bro, oh. I've been with Keith and just running in and out of like bed sets and just like trying to get away from this guy. And they're like, where the fuck is it? And I just get away from him. And then I'm like, yeah. all right, fine, I'll buy the bed. You know, like... Hey, if it works, it's it good works. Good time. It's a good time. Sometimes you need a little, you know... A little spice in your life. Uh, don't <laughs> steal, though, obviously. Uh, but anyway, yeah, we, we appreciate that guy coming on. Really interesting. Uh, for anyone else out there, you want to join uh, the, the guest list on OPL, uh, head over to our email, oplpodcast at gmail.com. Send us an email. We'll read them. And if it works, we'll uh, hit you up and we'll schedule something. I like that, the guest list. Part of an exclusive club of guests. It's true. And uh, yeah, follow us for clips and things on uh, Instagram at OPL Podcast. It's the same on TikTok. TikTok, they stay trying to ban us, but we're still here. We're still fighting. We always come back. So uh, go support us on there. And uh, that is all. That is all. See you guys next time. 